Danny was like, oh, I'm going to try to get Hicks mad. Great adventure runs on magic at night. Magic and music and light. Brilliant laser shows. Fireworks that glow. And a money-saving prize. Magic till midnight is a summer delight. A dizzy and dazzling flight. It's a jubilee for the whole family. As daylight turns into dawn. It's so much more than a pop. So much more than a yeah. Only seven ninety five after four p.m. through Labor Day. Wow! What up, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> I want to so, go there. I got to point. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, I got to point something out. That's a nineteen eighty TV commercial for Great Adventure. Okay, laser shows. Nope. Magic the Midnight. Nope. <laughs> circus Highwire Act. Circus Tigers leaping through flaming tigers. Circles. I don't remember any tigers jumping through flames. <laughs> yeah, that's a big nope. Okay. Um, in the background, Captain Crunch is one of the atmosphere characters. Ironically enough, we actually had that outfit at my house for years. I'm not going to say any details about it, but we had it because I remember it being like in the outskirts of where my bedroom was, which was pretty funny. Um, um. Dude, there's so much in that commercial that is just like non-existent right now. <laughs> I was like, it's so applicable because it is not our great adventure right now. It is a great adventure <laughs> time capsule, you know? Funny. That seemed like it was great adventure if it existed in the 60s, man. That yeah. was really, I, I, you know, that was some some vintage shit there. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Hello, welcome to episode number 22 of Some Great Adventures, a podcast for all friends who met and worked at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey. Chat about our days in the park. As usual, our podcast is made possible by our friends at the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Today, we're being run by the big kahuna himself, who we love. And we're recording Facebook Live, so the video version is always available on Facebook page. Anytime you want to like rewatch this and see our stupid faces, the, the audio vision will be up in like, I don't know, like a week or whatever my lazy ass gets it up. Um, I am Steve Hicks, and my co-host, as always, are Scott Loudon, Chris Peluso, Andy Arletti. All right, boys. So another month has passed. It's awesome to see you all. And uh, now let's kick off from that commercial and talk about some great adventure changes. Let's talk about Magic the Midnight, okay? <laughs> Magic the Midnight doesn't apply a great adventure anymore. And I think it's probably because, as me and Scott were just chatting about, their staffing is really, really bad. And uh, they have new park hours. Their park hours are pretty different from when we worked there. So let me get my little paper here open. They are now, and I did check this against their website on Friday to be sure that this is not wrong, and I kind of went through the months. Their hours for the safari remain pretty much the same, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. all days, okay? So seven days a week, right? For the park, their hours are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., period. That's all the way except for Fright Fest. Fright Fest, they have some a few that go – like later, and it looks like there might be a couple to go to 11 and 12. On Monday through Thursday, the park is only open 11 to 8 for the whole fucking season. Wow, like really? Wow. That is basically Friday two. and Saturday night. I mean, you all know we would be like cleaning Batman at 2 a.m. because they a lot and B lot and C lot until like 2 30. Batman bullshit. Yeah. You wouldn't send that free food. It shit. all ends at Batman, dude. Come it all on. ends at Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. The only 150 people. Like, hey, we've been waiting for you. 
fuckers on the Music Express. Okay. The Spinmeister, yeah. Maybe the shuttle crew, but they had money to be found as well underneath, so usually not, okay? Try that scam. Although, Andy, I mean, I mean, some people aren't 120 never went either, so. We're pretty far away. Yeah, I mean, it was very far. Why send them all that way? By the time they get there, it's done, right? You know. And then you got suckers in 140 who, uh, yeah, get out a lot. <laughs> That's all you. <laughs> so, logically speaking, though, smart move on their part because they, I mean, look, I, I follow like five different groups on Facebook that are people who post daily on what's going on every day. So, I'm kind of, even though I'm not there, I very much am aware of what's going on. And the number one complaint consistently is went there and only two coasters were open, blah, 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 blah. It's constant. Now, later on, I'll point out somebody did post one thing. Actually, let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Somebody posted something that I thought was pretty smart, actually. And it kind of made me laugh because it sort of shuts the whiners and criers down a little bit. However, it doesn't stop the fact that if I went to the park, which is advertising themselves as one of the biggest coaster parks in the world with the yeah. fastest coasters and the tallest coaster and blah, blah, blah. And there's never any of them open, which we yeah. did find when we went the one day, like we had the pat, we had the little pass thing that would tell you like, cause we had a fast pass. It would tell you everything that was open and closed. And I, I shit you not. It'd be like, you know, you can get on this ride in 15 minutes. And then it's like, Nope, it's now closed. And it would almost that? from back to forth on coasters to keep them open. This one guy, um, Vincent V, did post on one of the, the, the Facebook pages. I just love when people say they have no rides to ride. There are flat rides. It's honestly a bit ridiculous. I'm counting 15 flat rides with another 12 kitty rides, soon to be 14 this year. I swear people just walk on by all the rides and don't even know that there's a 350-acre safari right next door. So what the hell? And then somebody, hey, Megan, posted up with, yeah, I was there yesterday. And I had a great time. When we got hot, we went to the water park. Almost everything was open. They had bingo and a pie eating contest. How can you beat that? Which they do. Those are events which I will bring up, which is pretty funny. But it's like, nice. I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is great that there are like a billion flat rides and everything. But let's be honest. You don't go to them for the flat rides. Why don't go to the damn flat rides? I go to Point Pleasant or Seaside. You know what I mean? You go for yeah. the coasters. How and many the coasters, coasters are there? There's about a dozen, right? For what? Like there's like a but about a dozen coasters, maybe ten or so. I don't even know the count anymore, to be honest with you, off the top of my head. But yeah, there's, there's so probably, many. I, probably about that. Maybe less. I have them and only have two. That like, where else do you go? What other theme park do you go to where you have ten of something and only two of them are open? Yeah, it, it is pretty crazy. And it's a constant. I mean, I, I get like, you know, one of the news stories we have is that, you know, one of the coasters, the you know, one of the line snapped, so it was closed, but it's supposed to be open by this weekend. I didn't check to see if it was. As of Friday, it was not. Um, but it does feel like whenever you go there, a lot of the coasters are definitely shut down. And that is definitely a disappointment, no matter what. You know, you can't look at it any other way. And it's strange because I remember they used to put the biggest effort into getting those big rides open as opposed to the small ones. Yeah, well, so if you remember when we staffed, there was, I will say, like, Billy and all of them had some serious logic about it. You, you know, 140, you're fucked. Everything had to be open because it's the first thing people saw when they walk in. So those flat rides had to be open. The big wheel had to be running. Everything that they see when they walk in had to be there also because it allowed people to jump on a ride immediately, keeping them from going to the other spots like 160 where we didn't have shit open. 
We weren't ready. We weren't going to open until 11. You know what I mean? It was a time. Open. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of had a strategy behind where people were coming in and doing it. And that strategy doesn't seem to be there anymore. It's not just strategy, but a standard. You know what I mean? Like Billy used to have a high standard to the point where, uh, you know, Neil's famous quote, which is, you know, more tone than quote, balloon rides. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was him getting balloon ride open to say, hey, we got every friggin ride open at this park right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even the friggin balloon ride. So, yeah, yeah. that yeah. definitely does not seem to be a push anymore, man. Wow. I mean, getting everything open all the time doesn't. I, I hope I hope that this shift in hours, though, first of all, um, all right, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but. There's a dude named Jason Barlow who posts on Great Adventure Connoisseurs all the time. And this guy definitely seems to be in the know. He posts a lot and he has really solid information from what I can tell. Very few of the things I've ever seen a post are wrong. And when they are, he actually reposts and says, hey, change. I found out there's an update. So this guy is like a very good person to, to listen to. And somebody pointed out like, look, all, all, the only reason they're changing the hours is cost cutting. Salim's just cutting everything across the board to save hours and blah, blah, blah. And this dude, Jason, put out bingo. They're opening 30 minutes later, closing one hour early, Friday through Sunday, 9 p.m., two hours earlier, Monday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Add up the toll, that's 14.5 hours per week. When you factor in 2,000 employees, that's 29,000 hours per week at 261,000 hours for July and August alone. Putting that into monetary terms of $15 an hour on average, that's a savings of $3,915,000 just for Great Adventure. Multiply that across 13 U.S. properties, theme parks only, and we're talking $50 million plus dollars that's spent less in wages in just this year, which, as we know, Great Adventure and all of Six Flags has been hurting so that is a serious, significant like savings for them. I hope that while that is part of the reason that in it, yes, of course, it's going to help them. Any money that they don't have to put out that they can save is going to help them. The, the other thing I do hope, though, is that this is also an effort that they can properly staff and not have to have three shifts because essentially they eliminated a swing shift and then they can open more shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm hoping yeah. I don't know. But are they paying less people or are we just paying the same amount of people and condensing them all to be there for eight hours? I so brought really this up saving this anything? So that's just, you know, more hours the park is closed, the people aren't spending money there. Yeah, I don't know. And it's funny because I actually was thinking, so essentially they kind of eliminated swing shift. But now if you're looking at the hours, if they're closing at nine, really their night shift is the same as what swing shift used to be. Which right, used it's going like, to be well, one shift. Say nine o'clock. Like Twelve to eight or one. Yeah, but you have to also think they're not really leaving at nine. Those people are staying until 10, 1030, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming they're still going to go. I'm assuming what they did is eliminated swing shift and gave them night shift and day shift pay. I hope. Because let's be quite honest. I mean, I don't know that, but that would be the scummiest move in the world to the employees to cut these hours back and be like, right. now if you're night shift, which was why the only people took really want a night shift was for the pay or, you know, because they're night owls, but mostly for the pay because of differential. I wonder if they're even getting night shift the premium now because the minimum wage is $15 an hour in Jersey just about. So it's like, you know. Or There's still, I, I assume there's still probably a differential, I would think. I would think there. I mean, I, it, that was a big deal from when we were there. I can't imagine they got rid of that. So I, I, I should take that back. It's not me anymore than when I read it now, to be quite honest with you. So, Chris just said a good question the in the chat about breaks, you know? And I, my guess would be, Chris, they just close the ride and send them to lunch. <laughs> that seems like what they're doing these days. Just close the ride. They would just not give people lunch. You know, you would have some one person. Break. <laughs> Starve. And everyone eat there while they were That's working. true. Eat at the control panel. 
That's true too. What's up, Tom? What's up, Chris? I didn't even have the chat open. I absolutely forgot about it. I launched right in. So <laughs> thank you for this. Um, all right, let's go into the next one. This is my favorite. You guys may not even have seen it, but on the on the invite on Facebook for this podcast, I put a picture of the log flume, which is not as of as, as far as I know, it's not yet open. Okay. I mean, I from what I read, there's a part on the carousel and station that needs to be fixed, and they don't have the part. So we're in, we're going into July, and the log flume is still not open, and the rapids is still not open. The two major, mind you, it's been an exceptionally cold season here in New Jersey. It just got hot in the last two days, really, and even now it's still just humidity, hot, not, right. not hot. But my favorite thing in the world. I don't know if you guys saw it. I don't know if you can see it on the video. Okay, but if you read the sign and look at that little circle I put, okay, yeah. <laughs> Your future enjoyment. God. <laughs> somebody posted this and my favorite is somebody else posted this is what happens when they let this one sign guy they had for multi years go and they have no sign shop anymore now that kind of made me think though when we were there i'm not wrong right it was a sign shop there are multiple guys there not just one oh yeah guy. no they did a lot of work so she's saying they were down the one which is like, do you think it's possible, and I do, that they just got rid of everybody and kept one guy and then eventually just got rid of that guy? Clearly, somebody's signed signs, right? Maybe you know? they farm the work out now. You know, maybe one guy just handles but all the orders. Can you imagine and stuff. getting that sign and actually looking at it and going, good enough, and just putting it in front of the lawn flume? I'm like, holy shit, dude. That's the kind of thing where I'm like, I don't like this shit on the park all the time, but jesus christ man yeah. no I wonder how long it was out there i think it's still out there <laughs> so, i can't imagine they hired another sign guy to change the one word you know <laughs> oh my god crazy um speaking of letting people go i think i did bring this up there is no photo department this year there's no remember there is still even though there haven't been keyhole photos in here there are still people at the front gate that would take photos for you and they would go up on a video thing and you could download it anytime throughout the year you could pay that extra money and have access to it like a cloud account and that would include your photos from the rides right it's no photos there's nothing there's nobody doing photos including the rides so the rides though because they're automatically set up to trip those cameras but they're not digitizing going to anywhere they're still sending out the flashes when you go on the ride because there's no pictures going anywhere. Um, supposedly, supposedly, uh, this is so crazy. Supposedly they had a contract, the last company it expired. Um, and (laughs) they, they got another company. They backed out the last minute after hearing a yearly earnings call. And now supposedly they have another company that's supposedly coming in and they have no idea when. I'm like, it's June, man. Now it's almost July. Like, that's a money-making thing that, like, is pretty damn simple. Like, that's insane, dude. I mean, that was a major thing at Six Flags was being able to get photos and stuff. I still have, like, a handful of keyhole photos that I love. They're from my family when we were, like, you know, when I was a little kid. And now they have nothing. Like, and one of the things that that, um, uh, I heard was said by Salim was, like, well, we're in a day and age where everybody has a cell phone, so everyone's taking pictures of themselves anyway, so it's not really needed. While they're on the ride? Bingo! Yeah, on the ride. That's some kind of bullshit when you think about the fact that we are the one park 
that is slamming people like you got to go and rent a ten dollar uh, uh, locker. You absolutely cannot bring anything on the rides. Absolutely yeah. not. Nothing. No keys. No wallets. Nothing. They that will pat you down. They don't care. They don't want your stuff. <laughs> like it's like nothing can come on. So it's like on one hand you're saying this shit, and on the other hand you're you know it's yeah Tom no flume photo buddy. No, and it was a cash cow, man. I know. I'm a flume weed. I know. Yeah, and that man. only takes one person. Well, and, and that's it. I mean, everything. And at this point, honestly, I don't know why they don't have it where, like, the people. Just, the you don't even need a person anymore. Yeah. Like, Disney just they sends just it right. Have automatically have every photo and put a central hub now near the front gate, where, like, where they had the Keo photo, where they have they had a hub last year for, yeah. you know, family photo type stuff. You could just have it all go there and run through one center, and like basically yeah. a couple employees could bring up the ride photos. Yeah. I mean, send it to an app and have it watermarked, and you pay for it exactly. to get the watermark off or whatever. I mean, Disney even does videos, you know. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, does that mind blow you? Other parks are down to the point where you can get videos now, and we can't even get a damn picture. It's like, yeah, and it gets it, sent like minutes, like a second after you're off the ride. It's like, oh, here it is. <laughs> you know, it's right the type there. shit that just boggles my mind where I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, another thing. So, so, all right. So now let's get into the, the bringing no cell phones on a ride and everything. So somebody posted a picture of one of the thing about, that I love about being part of these groups is a lot of people in these groups, their home park is not great adventure. This is a, these are six flags groups. Their home parks are six flags, new England, you know, the, the Texas parks, the Georgia parks, whatever. They're all, they're not just great adventure. Okay. I have one that I'm part of that is specifically great adventure, which is entertaining as all hell, but I have one on both sides, but then I, I have one that's just, it's a connoisseur group. So people are actually trying to help other people who just go to the park and give them information. One of them posted a picture of in Six Flags, New England, they actually put on all the rides, a zipper pouch. And it's on the side of the left and right side of every single coaster. And when you go on, you have to put all of your stuff in that pouch and it never leaves you and it zips. You go on the ride, you unzip it and take your shit and that's it. No more fighting, no more anything. Just take it out of your pocket and put it in a damn pouch. It's as simple as that. And I'm like, that's so simple. And then I'm reading this and like, literally it sounds like half the parks have it, but obviously not us. You know what I mean? Um, Part of me says that might just be because we want the revenue from the lockers. But part of me also says, I mean, that makes sense, right? <laughs> but then the other part of me says, you know, but if you're really trying to give guests service, you know, like concierge level service, then you got to make these changes. You know what I mean? Like you got to yeah. make these changes. Can you imagine having to deal with someone who just had a thousand dollar phone stolen? Like, you know, we'd have to deal with people who have stuffed animals stolen all the time yeah. getting on the ride, you know, but yeah. I mean, you can't just make a blanket say, oh, we're not responsible for anything. <laughs> you know? Sorry. No. But yes. I can tell you, like, for the last two years that I've gone, um, what I've seen, I, I just get the locker and put my shit in there because I know better, all right? And if you know better, if you're from Great Adventure, that's there. But what I see is people who either haven't been to the park or just want to fight, and you know there's people that just want to fight, they'll go up and they'll be told you can't bring your, your phone on the ride, and they'll immediately go, well, what do you want me to do? They're like, well, you have to go over to the locker over there. I'm not getting out of line. I'm not getting out of line. I don't care. I'm not doing that. I was already waiting in line. I'm not getting out of line. Mind you, these are rides where there's, like, me and Scott got right on. There's, like, really no line. But they're like, nope. Nope, not gonna do it. Nope. And they're like, I'm just gonna leave it on the platform. Can't leave it on the platform. I'm not responsible. You're gonna be responsible. I've literally watched these fights happen in the last two years. And I'm like, 
just put the zipper pouches in. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus yeah. Christ, you know? I remember I was getting on one of the rides. I think it was Jersey Devil. And the guy asked me, he's like, you got anything? I was like, no, nah, it's in my pocket. It's zippered. And he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, you can't go. I'm like, oh, I'm just kidding. That was with me. Yeah, that was with me. So yeah. I was like, my pocket is zippered. Like, it's not getting out of there. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, go right. walker. But yeah, they they're serious about it. It's it is crazy, man. It is crazy. I mean, that's another thing where I'm like, when I saw that, I didn't realize other parks already started initiating that. And I'm kind of like, it's so simple and it looks so perfect. Like it is literally just a plastic zip pouch. And I'm like, can't get any easier than that. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Uh, all right. Let's get into some news. Uh, as of Friday, Log Former Rapids still closed. Rapids is due to water restrictions. I don't know what the fuck that does that what mean. What does that mean? mean? <laughs> well, I don't think we're in a drought. We just had the most rain we've ever had. It's been raining for a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it makes me kind of want. We've had out, actually a lot of rain over the last month, on and off, to be quite honest, because I, I just created a garden bed and I haven't had to water it except like three times in a month, you know? But um, I, I have a feeling maybe that means there's not really any guys that do the, you know, the water treatment. <laughs> maybe they got rid of the water treatment guys. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of everybody. After the first month, it got pretty. Uh, yeah, it's always been pretty uh, green. But uh, yeah, it just uh, that boggles my mind. I mean, we're now as of as of yesterday, it is hot in New Jersey. So boggles that's my a little mind crazy. More was when I used to work rapids, and you see this smelly green water. And at the end, the, the hydrants pushing the boats, you still see people with their mouths open. None of that. None of that beats when I would watch kids in Koala Canyon swimming in the little kiddie pool where there's no water. Water's only like you know, three inches deep. And they're swimming with their faces on the bottom like mm. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, don't put that in your mouth. No. Oh, swimming in a toilet. I didn't see it open on the site yet, um, but apparently Maybe it was poor air quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could have got they could have got that one a couple weeks ago with the wildfires because it was yeah. like you know apocalyptic here in New Jersey. It looked yes. like for a day. Um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, supposedly though, it's only for a touch up, which a, pe- a lot of people were actually scared shitless about that because it was off the site, and you know when it comes off the site, it usually means like kind of like the the parachuters perch it's going away so people thought that this was that was it this is the last year it's going away but it's not um it's not it, apparently it is opening one of my favorite things somebody pointed out that i have i didn't catch either and we should have caught this last year because we're pretty observant when we look at the rides um i'll put this up on the screen too there is a green maintenance car and if you look carefully at the green maintenance car you probably can't see it from here but it is number 69. <laughs> All the other cars are like one, three, four. The only green maintenance <laughs> car is 69. <laughs> I never noticed that. It's literally, you see it clearly on the picture. <laughs> that made me laugh. The jokes are still the same on that side. <laughs> yeah. I, I will stick to my statement that my favorite thing ever were like all the mechanic type guys, like all the union guys used to just, if, if you were a suit that they liked, they were great. They were yes. the funnest people at work. People like Tom Manchester, you know, all of them. I loved them all, man. Like I really did. And uh, to know that somebody was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Jesus and Butthead type, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> so fucking great. That that made my day when I saw that picture. I was like, that's fantastic, man. Um, all right, some of the things that GA is doing that I don't think we mentioned that they're doing for this year. Uh, they already did Pride Night. And, you know, you hear Pride Night, and sometimes you're like, they're just doing it to be PC. They're probably not going to really do very much, right? No, no. They apparently did a parade. Uh, they opened a Pride store. It was only for June 3rd and 4th, but they they went all out from what I could tell, man. They did fireworks for the, for the last night just for that. They opened their own Pride store next to uh, Johnny Rockets near the front gate. And um, they had a lot of stuff. Somebody put the merch up, and they had GA-branded Pride, like, cups. Well, I was just going to say, they, they could easily do cool things with the old logo because, you know, the rainbow goes hand-in-hand, hand, you know? I thought they should, too, but I did not see it. Yeah. I know. I didn't see yeah. it. I thought it, too. I thought it was such an easy pull, right? Yes, um, yeah. It's an easy win what right they did there. was cool. What they did was yeah. very cool. I actually thought that was pretty neat, man. I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Um, to look, yes, is our Pride store going to be open all year round just for a month? I don't know. Um, I, I, As far as I knew, it was only open for those two days, but I think it'd be cool as shit if they left it the whole time. I plan on going. I haven't been there yet this year. You have, though, right? You went with Alyssa once, right? I don't think so. I thought you said you did. I did. I don't remember. You're a retard. <laughs> 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 Uh, we're gonna go pretty soon i'm planning on going pretty soon um uh, there's another new story about a safari so i want to go to the safari really bad i'm gonna make it a double trip but uh, uh Scott, yeah. uh i swear in the last podcast you said you went but whatever um yeah so anyway we'll we'll take a look we'll figure it out um because i know where it is i know where it was for those two days so i'll definitely keep my eye out see if it's still open no you're right um you you did go, right? What an idiot. Oh, my God. He's already been there. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. There were no rides open, so he didn't, re- he didn't remember. Everything <laughs> was closed. Jesus. Um, <laughs> there was a pie-eating contest, though. So. <laughs> I would have been all over that. Pie-eating contest every day on Main Street. It's daily at 3 and 6 p.m., and it is a pie-eating contest. It is legitimately an old-school pie-eating contest. How many people, and how do you sign up? I think it's first come, first serve, and I did not see anything on the website to say how many people, but I'm going to assume it's probably capped at, like, maybe 15 or 20. Mm-hmm. Um, do they charge you for the pies? It doesn't say. That's what I'm curious about, too. Like, it doesn't answer. say what you get for winning, <laughs> either. Like, All right, Steve, you ate eight pies. You owe us It's not the pies. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have won and eaten, eaten 10, it would have been free, but you only right. ate nine. Free you the winner. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Did you all see the movie Stand By Me? Yes. My hope is that pie eating contest ends that way every day. <laughs> I, I really hope the typhoon, rotor, whatever, Taz Twister, whatever it's called these days, is not open the day of the pie eating contest. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's right in front of it. That's where it is. Oh my God. That would be the best. It's unlimited spins on the rotor. <laughs> oh my God. That's what you get if you win. <laughs> you get unlimited. Um, Scott's favorite from this year, which he will remember because I know he went there. Princess Sia's tea party is uh, on the patio in Adventure Alley at noon every day. That one I do not recall. A uh, liar. All right. Um, they have bingo daily at 2 p.m. near Bugs Bunny's uh, Wilderness Theater. I have no idea what the prices are there. See, that's the thing. They show what they have on their website, but they don't show the real pretty details like if you get prizes, if it's just for fun, whatever. Right. But the fact that they still have it is still cool. They're trying to do stuff that on a daily basis I like, can bring people in. 
it sounds like stuff that's very simple and quick as opposed to paying people to actually do shows and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so it, you know, it costs about a hundred dollars to get in there now. No, no, no. Uh, What's a day yeah, ticket for? The season pass was like eighty bucks. Or yeah. Something, but... No, I'm just saying, if you want to come in for the day, like, what are you paying to sit I there and play? I think it was bingo? about sixty. I think it's around sixty. <laughs> okay. I mean, and then and then forty for the pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, me and him will have to try this to Ale House, which is yeah, we know where that is. It's right near the fountain. Uh, bar trivia every day at four p.m. Yeah, they're a little bar trivia thingy. Um, this is so ridiculous, but I actually want to go and see it. Every day at 1 to 5 p.m. at Granny's Country Kitchen, they have Granny's PJ Relay Race, where you wear Granny's PJs and you actually do a family-friendly relay race in those PJs. I ain't doing it, but I want to watch it. So I want to go see that. Nice. <laughs> I think you just get to keep the PJs if you win. I don't know what, I don't know what the prize is. Um, they have a scavenger hunt daily. Um, and you actually, you get a guide, um, at, uh, Six Flags Universe and it has, it's a self-led scavenger hunt. Again, don't know what the, you know, what you win, but it's at 11 AM and 4 PM daily. They have a scavenger hunt. Um, uh, the other things they're doing is, um, they're doing a gaming fest, which is like a video game fest. It's going to run daily from July 1st to Labor Day, um, sponsored by Coke, uh, basically a video game competition. They're doing a safari overnight again. I talked about that in the last one. Um, it's running exactly the same as last time. Little, little expensive. I mean, it sounds really cool, but for what you're getting, you're there from 5:30 at night until um, you know early the next morning. You get like a, a quick like hotel buffet breakfast, and you get the boot. Um, and it's like 200 bucks a person, so a little pricey compared to what some other places offer. The big thing in that is that you do get to stay in a tent. You bring your own tent, and you stay in the safari, and you get to hear the animals overnight, which is pretty cool. You definitely get a giraffe encounter included where you get to feed the giraffes for like some time with photo ops, and that's that's pretty badass. I have to give them credit for that. That's really cool. Um, but I will also say there are other places offering giraffe encounters right in our area, that there are other zoos and parks and they're more running around the $60 zone. So, you know, different offerings, but if you're really just going for the giraffes, you know, you might be able to find it somewhere else. Um, they're doing a July 4th fest from the first to the fourth. I have no idea what that in incorporates. It didn't bring anything up when I clicked on it and they already just started two days ago. Flavors of the world that runs almost two months, July, tw uh, June 23rd to August 13th. This is actually when we go, this is really cool. So they basically threw a ton of different countries in and they basically created their own flavor. Like there, there's different stands throughout the park that are different places. So each country has its own menu and there's, there's a Caribbean cuisine menu and they have their own menu. So it's like jerk chicken and Jamaican beef patties. Everyone also, each country has its own specialty dessert. So there's like, if you go to the Caribbean one, it's coconut cake with pineapple. And I love coconut pineapple. Ooh. So nine bucks for that. I'm in. Um, they have a Mexican menu. Um, of course, their dessert is like, you know, um, empanadas and all kinds of shit like that. Uh, but they have like, you know, Mexican street corn, fried shrimp tacos, um, uh, chorizo, potato skins. Um, they have Mexican soda. And they also have um, uh, Modelo or Corona. They, they, some of them have their country's drinks as well. So you can right, also find out right. all beverages from the country. Um, they have a French one, which has two crepes, Nutella, banana crepe, mixed berry. Obviously you can see, I don't really give a shit about the main food. I just care about the desserts. They do have main food too. 
Um, they have an Italian one. Um, what you call? I don't even know what. What's a Peroni? You guys know what that oh, it's is? A beer. Oh, okay, yeah, so they have, they have their beer is Peroni. They have Italian wines. They also have an Italian soda. Um, their dessert is a, it. Oh my god, it looks so good. I saw a picture of it. It's a tiramisu cupcake. Oh, oh my god, it sounded so good. Uh, they have an Indian one uh, where you can get like chai tea. They have a Greek one. Um, they have a Korean one, and then each of them have their own like special stuff, like a lot of special stuff. Um, they have. Next to each one, they have performers from that country doing like dances and skits like that, like shows basically um, to kind of support it. Um, it all sounds really cool, in all honesty. Yeah, and no, then, it sounds like the Epcot. Yeah, it like, yeah, it's Epcot. It, it, absolutely, yeah. Epcot. It is no yeah, doubt. Yeah, the Food and Wine Festival, and now they have one just about it. every day. There's a different type of one. Yeah, yep. no, cool. And then they also have, as part of it, imported beer selection, Flavors of the World, which is Sapporo from Japan, Foster's from Australia, uh, Asahi from Japan, uh, Bira 91 from India, which I don't know what that is, so I'd like to try it, Corona from Mexico, Stella uh, from Belgium, um, Sangto from China, Perona from Italy, um, uh, Dasecos from Mexico, uh, Modelo from Mexico, um, Guinness from Ireland, Heineken from Dutch, um, uh, Pacifico from the Mexican and Caribbean, um, and Red Stripe from Jamaica. So they have a ton of like different beer offerings. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, this one actually, to me, so far I've seen a lot of people posting about it for the last couple of days, and it sounds like a massive hit. Like I haven't seen anyone that doesn't like it. They do offerings too, where um, you get a card and it, you you pay, and I think I have the price up here. Hold on, you pay a certain amount, you get a card, and yeah, I do have it up here. Hold on, um, let me just find it. Of course, I took pictures of all the desserts. Um, <laughs> you get what's called a, a food and passport beverage passport. So you can get up to eight things, and it's basically eight samples from each country for 60 bucks um, or 12 samples for 70 bucks. If you have a season's pass, pass holders exclusive, uh, if you purchase an eight item passport, you automatically get four for free. So you basically get the 12 for free for having a season's pass. And that I think is pretty kind of damn cool. Um, yeah. So you can just go there and buy them separately and they have the menu up and, you you know, on a little plaque, you know, with the word future on it as well. And, you know, and uh, it has each of the prices and each of the offerings. <laughs> or you can, buy, you can buy the pass and just sample. So this seems like a hit, though. I have not seen anyone that bitched about it at all. And believe me, I see as much bitching as I see as much happiness when they're posting their stuff about the park. <laughs> it sounded pretty good, though. And then the one that is not part of that, but I saw someone post it. And it's right by the central brew house by the fountain. And it's going to be Scotty's absolute favorite is big old Korean corn dogs. Yeah. Ooh, Look at those nice. corn dogs and big weenies nice. on the stick. Oh, yeah. You like weenies, though. So I know you'll eat them. So. <laughs> Actually, they have a sweet and spicy. And um, it's cool. It's, a, it's a, a mozzarella or like a beef and mozzarella one. I've never even heard of these. I don't even know what they are, but they yeah. sound interesting. So, um, yeah, I'll make him eat one. So. <laughs> 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 um, other news, Park has a new park president. Um, Brian Basica is the park's new president. They just announced it in the last, like, uh, week or two. Um, so, uh, let's see. He has a massive amount of experience too, man. I mean, um, 
it, Brian's years of experience in leadership roles and his diverse background in food and beverage events and theme parks make him a perfect choice to lead these three extraordinary presidents, um, which the, the VP of operations, um, who's Jason Freeman, that was him talking. Um, they basically say he spent much of his career in theme parks, including roles at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, and Universal Parks and Resorts. Began his theme park experience as operations manager, food and beverage um, at the Disney Resort. After moving to Universal, created several revenue-generating initiatives as a senior vice president of revenue operations at Universal Studios Hollywood. He was the general manager of Universal City Walk. He was the SVP of revenue operations at Universal Orlando. Played an integral part in the opening of Volcano Bay Water Park. Um, guys, a lot of credentials, man. I, I, it's pretty crazy. So he's the new one. Um, quite a few people have posted that they've seen him walking around the park and, um, you know, have walked up to him. He's super friendly, like, you know, ask some questions, how are they enjoying their day? Like he's really outgoing. Um, so that's kind of cool. It's nice that they have a new, you know, you say how old he is. Uh, I, don't think I mean, he's got a ton of experience, but I'd be like, Hey, why are you? Why do you bounce so much? <laughs> like, that's a lot of bouncing. You know, you know not all those that, are promotions. A lot of that's that bouncing from company to company. Now. That seems to be the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it can be cool, especially if he's not, you know, 30 years old, you know, like, if he, you know, that's not that much. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of moving around. Nice. Hey, uh, Chris Bassett in the chat said he had the Korean corn dog a number of times, spicy with half sausage and mozzarella inside and spicy mayo on the top. Man, the only thing that sucks is I don't eat meat anymore. So, like, I've been vegetarian uh, for, like, four or five years. But I'm going to tell you, if I did, I would kill that. That sounds amazing. Know, the, the mayo on top of the corn dog. Spicy that mayo is awesome. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it doesn't look appetizing to me. Oh. <laughs> in your daily life, Scott. Nothing you ain't seen in your daily life, all right? <laughs> Just saying. Um, one of my favorite bits of news. <laughs> I'm moving on from you, buddy. <laughs> moving on from you and your hot dog fetish. Okay. Um, one of my favorite things that I read that this actually makes me want to go to the safari so bad because I didn't know anything about this is that somebody posted. Does anyone know anything about the dancing bear in a safari? The sign says his name is Stan. He's very clearly separated from the rest of the bears. And every time we've been through the safari, he's standing next to the fence, just dancing. He's completely adorable and he's having the best time in the world. And I'm like, how the fuck did I miss the dancing bear? I want to see the dancing bear, right? And a bunch of people started posting all kinds of crazy things like, I think he has a brain injury, so that's why he's dancing. <laughs> and, you know, and then somebody else actually said, yeah, yeah, he actually does have neurological issues, but he's really sweet and he's really nice and he's always dancing and he looks like he's always very happy. And then um, I love this because then somebody named Lauren Coleman posted and said, I actually work at the safari and Stanley is my favorite. And she said he was hand raised by staff veterinarians due to his mom not taking proper care of him as a cub. Therefore, he couldn't be left with the other bears because if he was, you know, I'm paraphrasing, if he was left with the other bears, they would attack him. So they had to move him on his own and they basically had to bring him up separately. But she said he's doing fine now, just has some special needs. He's otherwise super healthy. He absolutely needs his own nice. space to keep him safe. And then she put, he's a good boy. Yeah, <laughs> and now nice. I'm like, I want to go see Stan. I want to see yeah. a happy dancing yeah. bear. That's so cool. Yeah. That is like an attraction in itself that will suck me into that safari again. Not that I wouldn't have went anyway because I love the safari. But like yeah. I'm like, that's that's pretty badass. That's a cool little bit of news that I had no idea about, you know. Um, all right, let's go to the opposite side. <laughs> Peluso, when I read this post, this is someone who I see posts a lot on one of the uh, Great Adventure uh, Facebook groups. It's Great Adventure Connoisseurs. 
Uh, her name is, is Lauren. I'm just going to say Lauren H. Um, you know, if you're part of that, I don't know if it's a public site or not, so I don't want to say her full name, but uh, if you're part, because she's complaining, if you're, if you're part of that group, you can easily look it up and find her. Um, but this is what she posted. And all I could hear when it got near the end is it switched in my head to Peluso's voice. And it made me laugh so hard. It starts out with a shitload of unhappy phases and says, <laughs> I'm reading it word for word. Runaway mine has always been a backkiller, but what the actual F? What a horrible ride we took. I'm mad. Like some parts can be fun, but literally none of it was today. It hurt the entire time. I'm not out of shape. I'm here walking and riding two to three times a week since the start of the season. Pissed off. I need ice now. I'm going home. F this place today. Stay on the other side of the park. Medusa Snorfest can also F itself. Runaway mine is certainly not a goodie anymore. I'm comparing it just last year. Wow. Just wow. All this time to work on that they literally did nothing. And they're running just one train. Awesome. Idiots. Like it needs more abuse. I wrote second cart. Horseshit. <laughs> I love it. Threw a horse shit in there too. That's great. Wow. That's you look at this and tell me if I didn't just read it exactly with the emotion she wrote it in. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know what's funny though? I went on a mine train for the last two years and I have it's one of my favorite rides in the world. I one of my favorite rides I ever ran, because as I've said on former podcasts, I ran it when it was three fucking trains with the old brakes. And if it rained, you were fucked, you know? And we had like, Andy, what was it? Was it 60 seconds to get them on and off the next train? Yeah, yeah. Next operation? It, it was, was like a minute, a little over a minute. Yeah. We rode the trains in. That was the way you did it because you were kicking pedals as you jumped from cart to cart while it moved. Or you couldn't get people out fast enough to get the next train in before you ended up shutting the damn thing down on the three train operation. Very, very proud of that. Hey, Phil. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> very proud of running that ride. I will say, the last two years I rode it, it beat the shit out of me. It slammed yeah. me. Just going down the corkscrew from the very first drop, man. It doesn't I, go that it, fast. It doesn't go that fast, and that's what amazed me, how much it hurt not going that fast. Nostalgia-wise, I still love it, but I will never ride it more than once a season because it does fuck you up. <laughs> I mean, they're probably not changing the road wheels as often or using some different kind of cheaper road wheel maybe who knows yeah. but yeah shouldn't be that rough I, I also kind of look at it like at this point it seems like you know i mean i love to say west is best but in the modern day west is forgotten i mean it wasn't even open for like the beginning of this year and it wasn't open the end of last year and it seems like they're more than happy to just get rid of the west is el toro still um i think el toro's open now um but El Toro's not the one that snapped, right? That was, that was King the one that had the broken track. That's, yeah, that's King to Cost snapped. Yeah, I think El Toro's open. And in fact, El Toro is open because people have been saying that they've been enjoying it. So El Toro is open. Um, now, there is a perfect reason why I brought that up also. We're now on a segue to the West. The one thing in the West that is open, though, is their new VIP lounge, which I think we touched base on a little bit maybe in the last one. I know we talked about it individually in between the last podcast, but VIP lounge. So they opened it this year, and basically Best of the West is no longer open to public. It is a VAP lounge now. Now, what's funny is that some people love it and some people hate it, but I think I'm finding that I'm more on the people's side that love it, even though I haven't been there yet, because people that love it talk about how good it is and, and why it's good. Um, people that 
talk about it badly don't seem to ever ever pay the money and it seemed like they're just pissed off because you have to pay to go there if you don't have a diamond pass if you have a diamond pass and mind you if even if you have a diamond pass that's not a guarantee you're getting in it for free because if you have a diamond pass they offer the first 150 people in in a day that have a, a diamond pass or because they're vips they get in for for free and then after that 200 paid people get in they cap it at that though that's oh, it for wow. that. and you get a wristband and you actually can go back and forth all day Okay. So here's the pros. It's the lounge area includes lounge seating, which are actual, they have actually couches in there, which people say are very nice and very comfortable. They have couches, seats, everything. Um, There's the patio, the lakefront patio, which overlooks there. People have actually said that the turtles are out and biting and living in the well, which made me happy, Andy, because we used to love our snapping turtles (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the Paddleboat Creek. Creek. Um, It has a gaming deck. In the gaming deck, they have Scotty's favorite cornhole. Okay. <laughs> I do love me some cool. I know. And then they have a foosball table, which that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, you do not. So they, they have a private bar. So you can absolutely buy alcoholic beverages and chill out in there. It is fully AC. So a lot of people alone are saying that as it's getting hotter, it for the AC alone, it's worth to have a place where not everybody can go in there. It's not right. overly crowded and you can chill out and really relax. Yeah. Uh, it has its own exclusive menu. So here's what you do when you, when you pay for it or if you're one of the VIP people, you get a little gift bag for free. And it's basically a food bag. And all, it's it's really kind of cheesy. It's a GA little like lunch bag that has two little teeny snack packs of Lay's potato chips, the yellow bags, the plain ones, and a little ass like – I don't even think it's an eight. It looks like a six-ounce bottle, but maybe it's eight-ounce bottle of water. That's what you get, okay? But, but inside, they have drink fountains that are unlimited. And they, so full soda and water, okay, inside unlimited. So that's a carry bag. You can actually use that when you're out in the park or if you have kids. You also have a Keurig, so unlimited coffee. And they say they have a bunch of selections. So for me, who's a coffee fanatic, that sounds kind of cool. Um, they say they do have um, a pretty good bar. So if you're there for alcoholic beverages, and they have a picture of it, and the bar actually looks pretty nice. Um, they also do actually have the menu. And apparently – some people are saying they still have the menu that they had when they were best of the West. So you can still get like chicken and ribs and stuff like that. But one other person, and this made me so excited. One other person posted a picture of what she had got and she got a full veggie platter, which is like, you know, carrot sticks and celery sticks and all that, like a veggie platter, but you can also get fried pickles. Now that may sound nothing to you guys, but for me as a vegetarian, there's really not a lot of options in the park. Me and right. Scott troll through that place. And it comes down to the only things I can eat in there are French fries or onion rings at Johnny Rockets. I don't want the fried shit. I can go to the Chinese place that is over in Game Square and I can get tofu. Okay. And that, took that grilled cheese and tomato soup. Or I can go to 150 and that was my favorite option. They have one little stand in 150 next to the Blue Parrot bathroom, Chris's favorite. They have a grilled cheese <laughs> and tomato. And uh, that actually was fantastic. And nice. it wasn't as well. I love that. That's good um, stuff. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, Otherwise, they don't have much for me to eat. So when I go there, I don't plan on eating. And the salads are horrible. He, I, I showed him my salad. I got like a $12 salad. It was like literally just chopped up lettuce and nothing else. And, a little, and I'm like, what is this? I was so mad at myself when I got it. <coughs> Did you mention the, like Chris mentioned the VIP Garden Lounge by Houdini? No, so yeah, and and yeah, Dennis Heiss just put up. Um, there's there's one next to the the Houdini. 
Now it's funny. I don't know anything about that. When I keep see keep I keep seeing people post about it, but they're not posting details, so it's not clearly the same as the the one at Best of the West. Um, so I'm not really sure what the details, and that's the only reason I didn't bring that one up this time. Um, uh, the other thing I could say that did make me laugh is that somebody somebody posted, "Hey man, I'm in the lounge right now, and they just switch over the Christmas music. I'm loving it." And I was like, well, "Christmas!" <laughs> I'd be laughing because I'm like, "All right, well, I guess there's music in there, and they switch it up, you know." Hey, celebrate <laughs> all the seasons. <laughs> Weird. Um, they have a big sign out front, and they basically say um, there's a couple days that the lounge isn't available. It's, it's only excluded on like on like five twenty seven, seven three, seven four, and then nine four. So I don't know what those special days are, but it's not it's not open those days. Um, but it's nineteen ninety nine. It's twenty bucks to to have access to lounge for the full day if you're Monday through Friday. It's twenty five if you're not a VIP guy and you just want to pay for it. It's twenty five on Saturdays and Sundays. I'll be quite honest with you. If, if I had a chance to keep going back and getting free beverages, AC, chill out, soda alone if I had kids, that mind you, though, it's per person, not per family. So if you have kids, I saw someone really complaining because apparently if you're three and under, you get in. But if you're four and over, they still will charge you the 20 and 25 bucks, even, even if the kid's four or five, it doesn't matter. And apparently this one guy was complaining because he had all this whole family had VIPs but they didn't need one for the four-year-old. Apparently, I guess the four-year-old could get in without, you know, with the, with everybody else, but in the lounge, they got screwed. They had to drop the 20 bucks to be able to get the kid in the lounge because they didn't have the VIP pass and the kid's four. I see the um, argument there. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. If you're all VIPs and there's four, you would assume someone would just say human. I'm just going to let them go. You know what I mean? Like be a little human, show a little, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, what was it? Snake Plissken said in the team from New York, you know, a little human compassion, you know, <laughs> uh, man, you know, but uh, still, I mean, look, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get that. It sucks that, that I also saw one person that say, look, there's really nothing to eat on the West side anymore because best of the West isn't open. But I kind of feel like a lot of times I went there, best of the West wasn't open anyway. Yeah. And, to be honest with you, there's not a lot open on the west side anyway. I was going to say you walk all the way deep into the park for what's open, you know. To, I mean, right it's now. a long way to go for a meal when nothing's yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I do understand, though, Conestoga that it was, Wagon's gone, right? What's that? The Conestoga Wagon is gone. That's way long gone. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's gone with the 80s commercial. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <you> know? <laughs> long yeah. gone. So, yeah, there's nothing else there. It's crazy, but uh, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. When I when we go, I'm gonna pay. I'll pay. I mean, I'm gonna pay. I just I, I want to go in and take pictures and see what it's like, and you know, play a little kick Scott's ass in some cornhole. Yeah, <laughs> so. bring it, buddy. Bring it. Um, all right, and then uh, so this was scheduled to reopen. Um, New Jersey was scheduled to inspect it this past Tuesday and Wednesday, with the hope to reopen it by Friday. On Friday, it was still showing closed. King Ka did shut off, did uh, shut down. Big news article posted around June 13th, so it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, basically, a cable snap mid-ride. Wow. Uh, yeah, which is kind of crazy. I feel like all the articles overblew it a little bit. And we're like, oh, my God, the cable snapped the ride. Everything rolled backwards. Ah! And it's like, you know, and then they, then they in by, by print, they put, but nobody was injured and everybody's okay. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, it's like. I'm so. sure it's designed for that type of failure yeah i i have to assume too i mean that's a ride past our time but you don't design something that runs off a massive cable and not take into account that the cable could snap you know yeah. i mean 
you know, Skyride. Sky <laughs> you know? No, that'll never happen. Come on. <laughs> but, yeah. um, that was the only big like ride news thing that's coming up besides nothing being open is that King Gaka had a, you know, a major catastrophe failure on it where the cable snapped and, you know, people were scared and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, at the end of the day, Everything seems to be fine. Nobody got hurt, and it's going to be open again. Passed all the. It looks like it's going to pass its inspection, so it might be open already this weekend. But it wasn't as of Friday. That's when I did my check. So sucks for the King the Car uh, staff because that means they're in like BBL for weeks. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, or El Toro. Everyone just running El Toro. <laughs> you know, maybe. Hey, maybe it doesn't suck. Maybe the other three roller coasters could be open. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Moving to another roller coaster. Um, <laughs> the other thing they opened, which I mean, this is not new. It's new to them, but not new to anybody. But Coca Cola and Six Flags launch first amusement park micro market featuring Amazon's Just Walk Out technology. Um, so Six Flags did open one of those. Um, they're, they're called frictionless micro market experiences. And uh, look, Disney's had this crap forever. I mean, a lot of the other parks have had it all the way too. But basically what they did is they opened up, um, you know, they opened up a store where you go in and everything in there, you see it is like, it, you know, it's like cases of soda, cases of this and all that. And um, basically it's just automatic checkout. It's just like using Amazon. You just go in, boom, 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 you're in, you're out. You don't have to deal with people. You don't have to deal with anything. It makes for a really quick shopping experience. So the running theme is, you know, anything that they can do without actual employees. You got it. That's exactly (laughs) it. That's exactly it. However, from what I understand, for people that have been using this stuff in other parks, um, it works really, really well. Um, For Six Flags, it's a 400 square foot store, which will showcase a curated selection of Coca-Cola products, as well as snacks, sunscreen, ponchos, other must-haves for an enjoyable day at Six Flags Great Adventure. Um, And later this year, they're opening one at Magic Mountain in Los Angeles. Um, They're saying it's like a big, innovative thing, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I... pretty positive i've seen this in other parks uh, remote ordering at disney and universal was a game changer like i I would i had my food many times before people that i would have been still standing online to be seated you know at like the harry potter restaurant i think it's three rooms or something like that you get a time to pick it up you show up yeah that i mean to me this seems like a logical thing to do and you know yes Look, it's like anything else. Automation is taking over and getting rid of workers. But that is not an amusement park issue. That is a world issue. I mean, right, right. automation is coming over, you know. Um, there was, <laughs> I just saw an episode of, I think it was, I don't know if it was The Simpsons, but where where the, everything was automated. And basically, oh, no, it was actually Beavis and Butthead. They, were, they, they got, it was brand new, too. It was an episode from last week. They, they got hired into an automated warehouse. And all they basically had to do was, it literally knew what they were supposed to be packing and it would just keep coming over, but they kept just eating the cheese whiz. So it kept on just bringing cheese whiz until it literally shut the whole place down because everything went haywire bringing cheese whiz. But the idea was that they only needed like five employees in this automated warehouse. Of the future knew what everybody was ordering and all they had to do was just stand there and drop it in a box. And then the automated would ship it out. So right. it was kind of smart, you know, and it, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, that exists. That is Amazon. That's what they've been trying to do forever. I mean, with the drones and all that crap too, you know? So it's like, you know, this, I don't, I don't view as a bad thing. And I'll be quite honest with you. Look, the lines suck. The lines for food, the lines for everything suck. If, yeah. If I just want to go in and get a water, I don't want to wait 15 minutes to get a damn yeah. water. You know? And at least at this stage, it's a reallocation of people. I seriously doubt they're like, oh, we don't need this. They can't even get enough. I mean, the park's open. You said nine. 
<laughs> like yeah. if, if they were able yeah. to have enough people, you know, and sell enough stuff and whatnot, I think they'd be okay. But that's where we just can't. be closed under normal circumstances. Exactly. So, and well, here's the other thing. Let's not take into account people are forgetting that right down the street, they're trying to open up that freaking, you know, they're trying to open up the hotel and they're opening up all these other places around the park now. Yeah. So there was a point where we all were like, oh, my God, the Six Flags outlet's going to steal all of our employees. And at the end of the yeah. day, it's still like maybe 2% of our employees when it all washed yeah. out. Right. That's going to steal a lot of their employees, though, because, yeah. you know, there there isn't we know from our friends alone, there isn't exactly a great name out there for for locals to work there. Like the kids nowadays, that's not a choice. Like for us, it was an automatic given. You would yeah. work there. They don't you want used to, to make that. more there compared to other places. And then it's slowly but surely, no, it's about the same. And then yep. we were feeling it. And then we had internationals and everything, yep. anything possible to try and staff it. We've had staffing issues since then. So. Exactly. And now that they're opening all this mega shit right down the street, which is supposedly to also support the park. But in reality, it's not because they're opening up their own stuff with their own bars and their own axe throwing stuff and all that kind of crap. So it's like, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Jose Sorry about that. <laughs> I never had my phone on ring. Of course, today I have it on yes. ring. Jose's um, in the call. All right. So, <laughs> so let's jump over. That's that's all the Six Flags news we have. Um, let's jump over to some some silly theme park news. But first of all, Scott actually has a news. I cannot believe Scott has a news story. But Scott actually. <laughs> I have a news story. Taurus left hanging upside down after roller coaster ride gets stuck. So for anybody who doesn't like coasters and your worst nightmare is like to get stuck in an awkward position, apparently this coaster in, I'm going to butcher this name because it's from China, Nadane Theme Park in Hebei, China, they had a power failure. And the, for some reason, the car got stuck with all the riders hung suspended upside down. I saw that picture. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why would you have it where it can stop there <laughs> like i was right. like, baffled by it i was like why would you do that that's, yeah, that's crazy. a good question excellent question but i guess you know just <laughs> from when the power failed and just had enough of whatever momentum and it just stopped yeah, right there. So, yeah so apparently this car of riders were spinning upside down and it took them i guess they say after five to ten minutes it becomes a health risk because of like you know all the yeah. blood right and whatnot mm -hmm. so i guess they got everybody managed to get them Maybe that somebody climbed out there and just pushed them. Yeah, push. yeah, I mean that's what they did with uh, Viper, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. It took them twenty minutes to basically get everybody back from being upside down, and nobody was seriously injured. But yeah, that one was surprising to me too. I was like, upside down, really? Because you know, I remember the when the saddle of the uh, Batman and Robin the Chiller ride happened. I mean, they weren't upside down though; they were just kind of. Yeah, now Viper's the only one I've ever seen. Nobody was on it, thankfully, but that's the only one. And that it's, yeah, it's not supposed to happen. Upside down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it was cold, so it didn't have the momentum to get through the corkscrew or whatever. Right, right. Good job, Scott. You actually brought something. Good job, Scott. Yes. Hey, podcast friend Chris Bassett put in the chat. That was my post about Christmas music. That was great, Chris. When I read that, I'm like, like, oh my God, it's June. They flicked the Christmas music. I'll be honest with you. I was in there and it went on and it was good Christmas music. I'd be okay. Yeah. I couldn't even, you know, couldn't even sell Christmas in July. It was June. You know, I mean, absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Here's another piece of news. Um, this one kind of surprised me a little. This is this from uh, June 18th. Um, and quirky coaster couple gets engaged at top of roller coaster at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. And they have a picture of it. And no shit. They had a photographer. They had a husband and wife. Well, you know, like, like you know, two husband and wife to be at the top of a roller coaster with harnesses on. Yeah, they they harnessed them. Yeah, they safety harnessed them. So the park absolutely approved this clearly. Wow. Let them go up the top of the lift. And he proposed to her on the top of the lift. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't just do it as they were riding. Like, hey, will you marry me? Right, just stop yes, the train uh, up there. Yeah, right? I mean, that would actually be cooler if the train was stopped up there. Like when Rolling Thunder, we could stop it up there. But it doesn't well, we look did that at Rolling Thunder. We've done it. We did a wedding on... I remember that. Thunder at one time. I remember that's that. That's how it was done. Was that the officiant and the people were all in the train? We just stopped it on the. I do remember that. They but that was a train. They that's restarted. a little different. These people actually, but and this is the thing. Like at first, I was like, "This is insane," and it's all by the way, it's on Doctor Diabolico's cliffhanger. That's the coaster they were on. Now, at first, I thought it was absolutely insane, but then I'm like, "Well, no, I guess it's not because." It's no different than if you're loading or unloading off of an emergency evacuation off the top of the lift. And the park's insurance covers loading and unloading off the top of the lift. So it covers employees if they want to walk the lift, if they, they walk the track. So at the end of the day, if the park okays it, they're covered for it. So, you know, and they do have safety harnesses on. There's a picture of it. I'll, I'll throw the picture up. So Chris told um, he said, imagine if she said no. And oh, my God. That would, that would be an awkward ride. He lets you go through all of this, and you get to the top, and she just smiles. He goes, no. curious, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, a sadist, sadist, sadistic thing to do. Well, that's like, when the guy just goes, harness, unclip, push. You know? <laughs> like, who of, like, guys these days are asking a woman to marry them where they aren't sure they're going to say yes? I mean, you know, I mean – I feel like that that doesn't really happen. Like, who would do that? Well, so so let me let me read it. It's a very short article. So, known as the Quirk Coaster Couple, Nick Carlos and Kelly Corbett met at a commercial shoot for the Drop Tower Scream. Now, the couple has been dating for almost six years and even started a YouTube channel together about their experiences with amusement parks and fun events throughout Texas. So, when it came time to propose, it only made sense to Carlos to do it at the park where they first met. Carlos proposed to Corbett atop a 150-foot drop of Diabolical's Cliffhanger, the newest coaster at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. The couple scheduled a lift climb at the roller coaster rodeo. Oh, I didn't I, – you know what? I don't think I even caught this line when I read this. The couple scheduled a lift climb at the roller coaster rodeo where you actually get to walk to the top of the lift while tethered to the railing. So that must be something they offer there. That's fucking cool as shit. I had no idea. I did not catch that line. I can't see it ever having allowed anyone to do that I, i'm sh and it sounds like that's a tour yeah. thing they offer that's crazy yeah. dude when we when we come and visit you we might have to make a park out of this park and schedule that <laughs> tour so we get a picture of ourselves at the top of the coaster <laughs> man you know um according to nick carlos the location got the exact effect he wanted i pulled out the ring and my hands were visibly shaken so then i said will you marry me her jaw dropped so she did not know she could have said no they th she uh, thought it was part of the tour Wow, that's crazy. I worry about dropping the ring. Imagine if you drop the ring, like you have to, that would be an expensive track area, you know, search. Oh my God, right? It's funny though, when I read this, I was thinking, why was she so surprised? Like she had to have known about this. Now it makes more sense. So when I said, Will you marry me? Her jaw dropped, her eyes were bulging out, she was speechless. That being said, Kelly Corbett wasn't so speechless that she couldn't say yes. I literally felt like I was dreaming. 
Roller coasters have been part of my life. They brought me a lot of happiness, just like Nick. Uh, over almost six years, he brought me a lot of firsts. And I have to say, this one heck of a first. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's that's a happy thing. That made me happy. Oh, when I read that, I was like, that's neat news. You know, that's good stuff. All right. Here's rich man news. Atlanta man completes epic feat by riding every operable ride at all 12 Disney parks in less than two weeks. Wow. Holy cow. Wow. I didn't want to get on those planes. My God. Dude, the adventure started on March 8th. This guy flew from his home in Atlanta, Georgia, to Disneyland Paris. From there, he visited Disneyland theme parks in Shanghai, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Anaheim, lastly Orlando on March 19th. Um, that's absolutely insane. He's a 34-year-old 34, 34 dude. Um, he just set out on a personal quest to ride every operating ride at all 12 Disney parks around the world just 12 days, including travel. Um, just because I like challenge, um, he, he, tell, he tells this uh, – it, it, his name is Nathan Firesheets. Um, he tells Inside Editions Digital's Lace Shrapes. She's the person doing this article. Uh, this was a really huge logistical puzzle. I'm an engineer, so logistical puzzles are my bread and butter. So figure out how the hell to piece it all together was a big part of the adventure to me. He did ride like almost every single thing. And he had to take into account COVID-19 restrictions, all this other stuff. I'm not going to go into all the details of this one, but like just... Holy cow. Like, wow. that is a guy dedicated to theme parks and a guy that clearly has some cash because that could not <laughs> have been freaking cheap, man. <laughs> I picture him, like, ending at Disney World, like, last ride, Carousel of Progress, and he's just like this. Yeah. Like, like how yeah. cold. <laughs> yeah. Like he make it First two minutes, it. he was out cold. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, here's another one. It's, it's just never going to end, boys. It's never going to end. Women claims weight shaming at St. Charles Water Park. Um, yeah, so there's a sign at the base of the Boomerango Water Slide that makes it clear there's a weight minimum of 100 pounds and a maximum of 300 pounds for a single rider and 400 pounds for a pair. However, the signs make no mention that the riders must step on a scale prior to boarding the platform being allowed to ride wow. down the two tubes. And there is a scale up there. And Not the so honor system. Yeah, so when this lady went up, this 28-year-old lady, I'm not going to say her name, but when she went up there with her five-year-old son, um, she knew about the weight limit, and uh, the two of them together were not even within 200 pounds of it, that, that was not the overriding concern, blah, 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 and basically what she was pissed off about is they made her step on the scale and everybody could see her weight. That's actually what she's mad about, is the weight chaining of the scale being up there, not that she couldn't ride the ride, that you know, this scale is up there and, you know, she, her whole point was like, that should be confidential and not allowed to be visible to everybody. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, it should be at the bottom. It should be, it should be mentioned at the bottom. <laughs> I have guarantee they probably say there is a scale at the top now, you know, or let's the scale on it. be at the bottom. Like, why well, make somebody walk all the way up there? Scale should be at the bottom and the top. That, that, that would solve it yeah. or cover the scale. So only the operator can see it. That would be easy. Right? So that the other guests can't see it and therefore reducing the weight shame. I, I mean, mean a lot of easy bitch, ways though. to fix that. They would still bitch, though. Oh, they're yeah. always going to bitch. But there are ways to fix that. But I was like, actually, the only reason I'd be bringing this up is because, I, I have to be honest, I'm always a guy who gets heavy, light, heavy, light. I go up and down in pounds. And I'm talking like 30 to 40 all the time. I am definitely dying early because I am doing a yo-yo that is not healthy and it happens a lot in my life. But if I got to the top of the Asian tower and they're like, 
get on a scale, boy. And the scale's got this big old sign at the top. I'm not going to be <laughs> happy, man. They would have given him a prize. You know, yeah, that's it. You know, they're like, oh, hey, we remember you last week. You lost a pound. Here you go. Hey, you still can't ride. <laughs> You're getting closer. Amusement park last weekend, Father's Day weekend. Right. And, like, funny story. Similar situation, flying turns. It is a 400-pound weight limit for the pair of people who are going to ride together. Yeah. And, but they only have a green and a red light to say whether or not those two people are or are not over 400 pounds. So, and everybody can see Is there see a big it. buzzer? Uh, no. <laughs> it doesn't actually say how much weight you are. But, like, so my daughter and her friend were going to ride together. And me and this other guy, we were under 400 pounds. But when I got to the front of the line, I was like, yeah, I'm not riding with him. I want my own car. Because one of us would have to sit between the legs of the other dude. I'm like, screw you that. You never rode the log flume before? You sit with the other people right on top of you. Yeah, What's wrong with you, man? I saw plenty of people riding in single cars, and they were all fine. And the, the ride attendant gave me this look. Like, I knew what he was thinking in his head because I would have done the same thing. Like, you motherfucker. Like, you know, <laughs> you should ride with somebody. But I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. It's Father's Day, and I'm getting my own goddamn car. And, like, so, yeah. I got my own car. Nice. Nice. Um, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. In, in my head, when I read that article, the only thing I'm thinking is like, I'm a fatty. And if I step on that scale, you, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if the attendant's like, good job, fatty, you go! <laughs> you made it, Dubs, get on. <laughs> you just made it, buddy! on the way up the Can you imagine? I'm like two pounds over there like, all right. All right, look, Fatty, just take your shoes off and we'll let you go on. You're going to get hit, you're gonna hit. Just got to climb up and down these stairs five more times. Wait, wait, I know you have food on you. I know you have food on you. Give me all your candy bars. <laughs> go down and go up the stairs. You'll make the weight. Come on, buddy. Put on the exit. Empty your pockets. Oh, my yeah, God. No, no, that should be at the bottom. I mean, like, I've gone, and, you know, when I was at my biggest, I'm good now, but when I was at the biggest, I got turned away. But I had the ability. I could have tried the seat at the bottom. I was just like, screw it. I'll try it. If it doesn't work, I'm good. I'm, I'm right. fat. You can right. tell I'm fat before I don't get on the ride, you know? So yeah. I was like, whatever. I don't care. But you should have that option at the base, you know? And then, yeah, it shouldn't be like a guess your weight type of thing at the top. You know? well, let's <laughs> also be honest. We, we all know from doing this for so long if you voluntarily go up to the top and ignore the seat in the bottom, yeah. don't bitch if you don't get no, in. Because no, you got no fault, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which also isn't the greatest as, you know, a former very fatty, you know, like it wasn't the greatest. You're kind of on display down there too, you know, and they've gotten Absolutely. a little better with that as well. But at least it's at the base. You don't have to go all the way up. You're just trying to seat out, you know, whatever. It's fine. But a lot Absolutely. better than going all the way up. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um Here's another thing that I thought was absolutely so cool, man. Disney Imagineers revealed and released um, test footage of what they're creating in the park, which is a free-roaming Groot robot. It is the cutest little MFR I've ever seen, and it's literally going to be just kind of like when we had our robots at the park, right? But so there, there will be like an operator, obviously, around there, but it is a little Groot that just walks around. And it's the most genius thing because – all it's going to freaking say is I am Groot anyway. So, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they don't have to really worry about interacting. It just has to have five or six different inflections of I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so – and it's the cutest shit ever. It literally looks like a little Groot walking around. Nice. And I'm like, 
if you rode any of their new rides like Ride of the Resistance, their animatronics are no joke anymore. Yeah. It is not the Hall of Presidents. It looks yeah. <laughs> twice. And the first time I rode it, there is a spot in that ride where Kylo Ren and Hawk, I think it is, the redheaded kid from Harry Potter, they're they're both sitting right side by side and they're talking. And I thought it was two actors. Yeah. Rode it right again and realized. Holy shit, that's animatronic. That is not two actors. It was that perfect. I was like, this is yeah. insane. So this yeah. little thing, man, I'm like, that is a game changer. They start picking up little characters like this and making them walk through. That's really, really cool. Man. I noticed they didn't use the adolescent Moody I am group. Nobody would want to deal with that, man. No, they, 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 they it, it's 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 the baby group, but it's still pretty damn cool. Um, yeah. I, I think that's neat. I, I hope they do more shit like that. Like that's the kind of stuff that makes me happy that I think adds flavor to the parts. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, because then they could do Jawas. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Uchidi, Uchidi, get rid of them. All the time, you know. That's like pulling blasters at you. you know? <laughs> um, I really want it to go to the um, they they had their, their they were supposed to on June seventeenth have their um, their wrestling day again like that last year and I actually want it to go because I like the wrestlers that they have there and I kind of watched that one wrestling company's people. Um, ironically, the day that it was supposed to happen is the day that that most of the wrestlers are AEW wrestlers and they're like the big competition with WWE. They started a new show. The show kicked off that day, a new Saturday show, and it after it launched on the same day. They pulled all their wrestlers because they needed them as like wow. promos to launch the show that day. So they switched it. So your ass is still gonna end up going with me anyway, because now it's Sunday, August 13th, and we're going. So, wow, <laughs> so, so anyone that what that that heard us talking about wrestling day, Pluso, don't you be smiling? Yeah, come on, August thirteenth, <laughs> buddy i'm gonna try to get you to go with us buddy nice. anyone that wants to go to that and that day did not miss out They're, they rescheduled it for sunday august 13th and it is it sounds like a really fun day i mean you you get a two-hour wrestling show with the price of admission so that's kind of cool um i will throw this one really weird one as our last bit of uh this one just kind of didn't surprise me too much but kind of did um i read an article where <laughs> It's titled, Real Human Bones Were Originally Used in Disneyland's Pirate of the Caribbean Ride. And I'm like, nah. That's true. <laughs> you know? It absolutely is true. Authentic. Absolutely. Human, remain, human remains once populated the world-famous Pirates of the Caribbean Ride at Disneyland. Not Disney World, Disneyland. Okay. Now replaced with models, the story goes that the fake alternatives available back when the ride was built in 1967 simply were not up to scratch did not look realistic, so the park's Imagineers made to do with some authentic materials. It might be shocking to consider in the modern day, but Disneyland's use of real remains isn't even the most recent example of human bones making it into places you wouldn't expect. Real skeletons were also used in 1982 film Poltergeist Name One, a movie which viewers may recall features a lot of skeletons, and the whole joke of the movie is that they built the whole town over the dead bodies, yeah. and the joke in the movie is they actually used real dead bodies. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 wrong with that, right? Yeah. Um, they they actually decided that the fox skeletons of the period were just too unconvincing. Um, and having already cost as much as the, as the rest of the park combined to build, it seemed that creating lifelike skeletons was a step too far for the wardrobe departments. The bones were instead sourced from the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, and were actual real human remains. 
Um, technology has since marched on, and with it came a new era of startlingly convincing skeletal models that replaced the remains housed in the rides or designs. So they're no longer there. They've all been taken out, and they've all been given a proper burial. That is the coolest fact I've heard in a long time about a ride. That's so metal. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I had gone on that because I'd be like, wow, look at, remember the pictures our family took of that ride? Yeah, yeah those are dead people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's insane. That, that one kind of blew me away. I was like, there's one of those just side articles. I was like, that's I so mean, cool. It depends on the dead person. If it were you, you probably would love your bones being in some ride. I think it would be cool as shit. Matter of fact, right well, now, when I die, how can I get my bones in the haunted mansion? <laughs> I remember reading somewhere that they catch a lot of people every year trying to dump ashes there. Wait, we, we just talked over Andy. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I, I remember reading that they catch a lot of people every year trying to dump ashes in yes. the haunted mansion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They try to discourage it yeah. by saying, um, you're just going to just going to vacuum up it up the, yeah. uh, vacuum system, you know, like they have such airflow through there that there's no dust or anything. So, but yeah, it still happens. Still happens. That's crazy. That um, all right. Jumping <laughs> away from we, wow. We, this is, even though it's only been like a month and a half since our last one, we did one in June, doing one in July. It's literally, that was a lot of news crap. So, yeah. um, jumping into our, our follow-up from last episode, so let's talk about uh, everybody. Did you guys all find a couple of, of new kind of theme parky related entertainment uh, stuff? I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, my two for this one are my number one, one of my favorite. I saw this in a drive-in when I was a kid. I love this movie. I love the HBO spinoff. I loved, they even did a, a crappy TV series I love. They did a crappy sequel to it. 1973's Westworld with Yul Brenner and Richard Benjamin. That is a theme park I would kill to go to. Oh, my God. First of all, I'm a Western fanatic. I've been trying to get this guy to go with me to the Western park that's been in North Jersey forever. And we're still going this year sometime, probably during October. Um, the fact that you just go and, like, first of all, Yul Brenner was the ultimate bad guy. He just, they, they, all they did was do this little glow in his eyes, and it made it look like the most scary robot you would ever fight in the world, man. I didn't and, see that. Um, What's it called, Steve? It was uh, Westworld. Oh, yeah. yeah the original. The original cool. movie, though, not the original. Yeah, original no, movie. the movie. Yeah. I liked it too. The spinoff really did do a good job in the oh, first okay. couple seasons of bringing out the danger of the parts and how cool they could be and scary they could be. But the thing that made me laugh the hardest is like revisiting in my head. I was like, in 1973, they actually thought about what the real doll is. Because the idea of that park was that there were actual like whorehouses in the Western section that you could go and do whatever you wanted to. Like wow. that was part of it. Like they were fully functional robots. They acted, they could do anything a human could do, including sex. And I was like, oh my God, they literally create the real doll, the, like, like, you know, the freaking real doll, but years before anyone actually thought of building one, you know? So I, that to me, that is one of the best theme park movies ever on top of it. Just the fact that the ending that all the robots go, all right, fuck you all. We're killing you all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, my other one is such a no-brainer. I can't believe we didn't say it last week. It, it, it's right up there with Andy's when he was talking about, like, Adventureland and stuff. And that's Johnny Knoxville's Action Point. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, action Point is Jackass's action park movie. And yeah. the thing that I love about it the most is that it's not only – it's not such a ripoff of Action Park – what cracks me up about it is that it is Action Park because if you think yeah. about what Action Park was, act, every ride in Action Park was a jackass stunt. 
It really was. Yeah. It was just a dickhead stunt, right? right? Right. Which brings me to that that HBO Max uh, series or that one uh, documentary that they did a uh, class action for, which Absolutely. was awesome. And everything in there is 100% true. And it's exactly how it was, how yep. I remember it when we'd go there as kids. I agree. Yep. Nice. Paying Those employees 100 too. bucks to be test riders uh, in these slides and everything. Yeah, I still remember, exactly. man, like uh, that, that pipe. And uh, they had just the garden hose with ice cold water. And they just go like this to you. <laughs> Before you can send you down that pipe, and then you drop in that natural lagoon. It was like fifty degrees. It was yeah. so oh, it was so bad. well, everyone laughed at you. Yeah, so <laughs> bad. It was so bad. But that, that garden hose. <laughs> so good. It was my eighth grade class trip, and like you know, three of my friends all got injured, stitches, lost teeth, and everything else. It was yeah. At, at Action Park. Oh yeah. Yeah. so funny. I swear I thought I went to Action Park. I never did. Really? Never really? Oh yeah. No, man, I never did. And and it, it but you know what's even funnier? I swear I went to Hershey Park and I realized I never went to Hershey Park either. Oh, wow. All those Hershey I mean, you never Park. went to any, we went for free. You never went to any of those places? Never. Nope. Wow. Never. It boggles my mind because how many times did our employees go on trips to all those things and we'd have to like make sure they have coverage or if we got yeah. screwed about yeah, I never I went. went to Hershey Park. I yeah, well we always went in big groups. I can't I believe you weren't there. I don't know. I guess yeah. we forgot to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was not well liked. I was a douchebag supervisor. What are you gonna do, man? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Um, We're not gonna go to Scott yet. We'll go to Chris because I'm pretty sure he probably doesn't have anything. We're gonna. Throw oh, oh, I know you got something, Scotty. But uh, I, you know, I went with an animal theme. Um, you know, and the the one's a little modern on the on the nose. Like Jurassic World cracks me up. In a lot of ways, because it really did, uh, even though it's dinosaurs and whatnot, they captured a lot of the stuff that we would do, you know, at Great Adventure during breakdowns and things like that. I even threw it on last night for fun because it's one of my favorite parts when the apiary, the pterodactyls are getting loose, you know, and everyone's just kind of sitting there waiting like what's happening. They don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden this British woman comes over the spiel. And she's like, due to a containment anomaly, all guests, <laughs> all guests must take shelter immediately. And then all of a sudden the sirens start going off and shit. I was like, but I love that containment anomaly. Tell me that not, you know, computer error, technical difficulties, inclement weather, all this bullshit that we used to say all the time, man. That shit cracks me up. All right, so I got to throw an embargo now. No, that covers all Jurassic Park movies. Man. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, so there's like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, you can't go back. Although I will say, I will say, we all have to admit, the first time you saw Jurassic Park, the original movie, and you yeah. saw the the pullback of Stan yeah. Winston's actual live action dinosaurs, not which were it's CGI enhanced, but they were built. Love that it. was breathtaking. Like that, that immediately was a park you wanted to go to. Yes. And when I went to Disneyland the first time they created any of that Jurassic Park stuff, even the smaller stuff, like, do you remember walking through the queue line and, like, the, the, the one, um, I think it was a Triceratops breathed and you can, like, pet it while it was breathing? Yeah. That's such minor, like, technological shit as far as animatronics go, but it was amazing. Like, I mean, Jurassic Park's a good one. It's a definite good one. By yeah, no, Universal did a nice job, like, because one of my favorite parts, too, of being a theme park geek is, yeah. like, 
just even the, the the doors opening and like the welcome to Jurassic Park thing that they they did a nice job as you enter that area, you know, oh, yeah. and all the greenery around you and everything. It's pretty badass. They well, really I have for obviously for flume rides because of my, you know, I started on the log yeah, flume. Yeah. Their flume ride with the spitters is insane. And then the yeah, that is a crazy insane. drop. Yeah. Up. I mean, it was one of the first ones they put in, and I still to this day love it. I cannot get enough. Yeah, of that when the T Rex is working too, badass. It's so good, <laughs> right at the I, end, badass. It's, a, it's amazing. Uh, I, I before we go on, I have to say, Chris Tuluki just cracked me the hell up. He put that. You will be wait on this ride. That sign guy must have got fired. That's why it's not there. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. That was good. Nice, nice. All right, Blue. So, what's your other one? Uh. You know, so we, we just talked about how amazing the effects were there. My other one, I'm going to go with Jaws 3, 3D, ah. <laughs> which was actually, I didn't even know. Speed World. I didn't even remember. Yes, like, I remember that. Yeah. I got it and then had, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was Sea yep. World. Um, I actually went to see that in the theater, I think two weeks before it came out. I got a sneak preview of it in 1983. Um, so yeah, it brings back a lot of memories. Uh, terrible movie, absolutely terrible movie, but it wasn't supposed to be, I don't think. It had Lou Gossett Jr. in it, had a, a really good cast, you know. Um, Dennis Quaid and yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thompson was in it. She wasn't even yeah. big at the time yet. Yep. Um, no, it was I don't think it was supposed to be as bad as it was, but it was it was pretty horrendous. Um, the shark looked better in the first movie, and that really doesn't make sense that you would think, you know, advancements now. Um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad, but uh, yeah. but fun. But Remember fun. though, that movie came out at the at the 3D hype time. So yes. Friday thirteenth and three. Friday the thirteenth, yeah. Movie that every third out. movie had to have 3D, and they all yeah. came out at the same time. And so they weren't relying on good movie storytelling; they were relying on people going for yes. the 3D jumps. Yeah, that 3D scene when the shark breaks through the glass at the end. Oh, that's horrible! Slow motion. Oh my god, it's just horrendous. <laughs> it's so horrendous. It's unbelievable. But in many ways too that. It how bad <laughs> yeah so those are mine <laughs> agreed good ones good ones what about you andy i'm semi-prepared i have one <laughs> going back to the good old days of a tv episode that aired actually on my birthday on my 21st birthday back in 1993 it was the season three episode 26 of beverly hills 90210 back in the good old days where uh, david and donna were still virgins and uh, the, the senior class was going to Magic Mountain on Ditch Day, Senior Ditch Day, where you could buy uh, a pass to leave and, and go to the um, Magic Mountain for the day. And basically, <laughs> the premise was that um, Andrea, who I always thought seemed like she was about forty at the time, anywhere oh, yeah. in there, you know, can't, <laughs> yes. you know, is too afraid of the rides and doesn't want to go on the roller coaster. And the entire episode is trying to convince her to go on the Viper at the end, and the Viper was basically their version of the great american screen machine it looked essentially exactly the same um which she goes on at the end so so <laughs> yeah spoiler alert season three what episode 26. it's called she came in through the bathroom window oh which also has an amazing uh, cameo by uh, burt reynolds yeah really? wow yes. i gotta watch this shit now <laughs> first i had to watch it now i really have to watch it 
<laughs> All right. Great. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Scott, do you have one? <laughs> you know, I didn't when I showed up today, but I have to say right now, I do. Uh-oh. So first one is Black Knight, Martin Lawrence, when he was uh, in amusement park in a medieval world. Yep, yep, was, yep, yep. Bonked on the head, and he wakes up in 14th century England, and he has to go through all these medieval stuff from whatnot. That's a good one. And then the other one, I haven't seen it yet, but I saw, I watched a trailer for it, and it's like the Meg 2, like the Megalodon movies. Where Is that like, taking place at a music park? I think, I don't know for sure, because I haven't seen it yet, but I saw the trailers. I think that the Meg actually shows up and attacks a water park. Like, oh, like, uh, right, right. I saw a couple of scenes where the Meg, like, is coming up and, like, eating people, like, who are, like, floating in, like, rafts and, like, you know, like a paddle boat and whatnot, like, trying to get out <laughs> So, I do want to see that one because it looks funny as hell. And I did see Black Knight once upon a time. I saw Black Knight. I actually like Black Knight. I actually remember liking it. Yeah. I, that was a video movie I remember seeing. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, those would be the two. All right. Sounds good. Um, so, just so folks know, we were going to talk about, um, I took a family trip to the um, Star Wars uh, Galactic Cruiser um, Halcyon hotel we were gonna talk about this episode but i realized we're probably not gonna have the time to do it justice it'll probably take about a half hour so we're moving that to the next episode uh, i will say I, I will just leave you with this um before the episode sometime this week about the same time the audio version is going to go up i'm going to post on the site like our whole trip like all the videos are going to be posted up there mm -hmm. all the photos and everything in order of like the the trip so that when we do it the next time, we can kind of walk through it a little bit like we did on our first trip back to Six Flags a couple of years ago, back, you know, when we first started this. Um, a lot of people are like, you know, it deserves to go away, blah, blah, blah. It's too expensive. It was stupid. Speaking for someone that stood there, I wish to God we could go again. Nice. Like I had, if I had understood I, and my family was very, very good at prepping us on what to expect when we went there and still once you've done it, you wish you could do it again or you want to do it again because you know you could do it even better. And because every time you go to the hotel, there's these missions you go on. And depending on what you do is how they react. And everyone right. in the hotel reacts differently. So every experience is different. So you want to go again because you want to, you're like, I wish I had done this or I wish I'd, or I'd seen this. You, you, you get special missions depending on what you're doing that the rest of your family doesn't get. They're getting ones you don't get. So, like, I'm the only one that got a mission where I actually saw Ray in a lightsaber training room with a Jedi holocron, open it up in front of me, and it's one of the videos I have, and then Yoda comes out and speaks to us all as a, as a full holographic image, and it was just badass. Nice. My whole family, that was a mission only I got to. So they didn't get to see it, except my video. So it's like, and they went on missions I didn't get to see. And it's like, God, it's so cool, man. Completely nice. worth the money. I wish I could go again, which you cannot because it's fully booked until it closes in September. But absolutely worth the money. We also did Galaxy's Edge Batuu, which did any of you guys do that one? You have to do so. Yeah, Wars. it's great. Right? Love it. Okay, so I, I took a lot from there too. Um, we did both. We have videos of me building my lightsaber and we have videos of my cousin and my nephew building their droid. So the two big things you can do there, we have videos fully of both. Um, so the whole experience is documented. So people that are interested in it could actually watch it at their leisure. I figure it's smarter to post that up first so people can get acquainted just looking at it first. And then we'll do it on the next video where we can just really glide through it. You know what I mean? So but, uh, definitely 
worth it. I cannot say stress that enough. It was absolutely fantastic, man. I mean, nice. such a good time. Yeah. My family's amazing. That was not definitely not a cheap trip. My my cousin Mike, who's a you know, a well-known sh uh, former show supervisor and his wife Kathleen, who also was a show's person. Um, they they are extremely generous in giving a Christmas present to our entire family. That was like it is a one of a lifetime experience. For a Star Wars nerd, I yeah. lived on a Star Wars movie set and was part of that experience. It's amazing. And the only the only thing I'll end it with is that they very clearly tell you your costume choices, the more will dictate how much they interact with you. And I chose to be Lobot, Lando Calrissian sidekick. And the part of one of the missions you get is actually Chewbacca. You rescue Chewbacca and he comes aboard. And so Chewbacca is with you for like the whole like trip, basically. They yeah. happened of the ship when we, we we did this. We rescued him. We, we did it as part of our bridge crew thing. And then he comes in and she literally pulls me and my nephew aside and goes, and this little girl is dressed as Princess Leia. Okay, with another family. And she goes, you guys have a special mission. And we're like, okay. And she goes, Chewbacca's coming on board. He doesn't know who to trust. So he knows you two. And he points to Princess Leia and me. And of course he does. He knows Lando and Lobot. Yeah. He knows Princess Leia, right? And she's like, so we want him to you know, trust the rebels. So we're going to bring you to him. So as they snuck him on board, they brought us to him. And to this guy's credit, the guy playing Chewie, they go, they're like, okay, we want you to be comfortable with people you know. And you know him. And he looks at me. And remember, I'm known as being with a scoundrel. He's like, <laughs> but the little girl he was like Ooh, he was all over princess leia like he loved her but he was like, give me the side eye which i'm a scoundrel care about this guy <laughs> the theming and everything and this is the thing i'll leave you with everybody that works there it is the 120 project all over again but it worked oh nice people that greeted us were busting our table at dinner then they were running the gift wow. shop. It was like that, but they were always in character. Never broke character. It was wow. pretty damn amazing. So wow. yeah. So next one we'll uh we'll 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 do a little deep dive into that for a little bit. And uh that's about it. All right, guys. As always, our time goes too fast. We're already sort of out of time here. So let's shut this part down. Thanks everyone who joined us on Facebook Live. Everyone that's listening to the audio version, we appreciate you as well. Until next time, signing off for now, I am Steve Hicks and my co-hosts are Scott Loudon, Chris Pelusa, Andy Oletti. All right. Thanks, everybody. Make it a great day, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye, everybody. Make it a great day. Hold on. We're still on. I think we lost it. <laughs> so we have the old sitcom ending where Steve, you say something funny and then everyone laughs and freezes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Tom and Gerald said good job. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, everyone, to join. Thanks, Chris Bassett. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Taluki. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. I mean, eventually it's going to shut off. We just don't know where. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going I mean live. It's next 24 hours. <laughs> That's it. We're just going to follow you around now the rest of the day, Steve. I mean, this is this is kind of weird. We've never just kept going and going. <laughs> I mean, I guess we. It's so good. I actually had to jump soon too today. I was gonna be like, guys, I can't talk too long. <laughs> <laughs>
why you're like, I can't leave. He's not shutting it off. Can't leave, he's be- can't leave he's behind, though. You know what I mean? There's one thing to leave a chat a little early. You can't leave the show behind, you know? So, you know. <laughs> this is too funny. So good. I mean, you guys got anything else? Apparently, we're going to keep going for another five minutes. <laughs> I don't want to jump into the Star Wars stuff yet. We don't have time. You I know? know. I'm working on it. Do you remember? January. Uh, you know, I'm working remember. on it. So a bum that I'm, you know, I mean, I don't know if I was going to be able to shell out the uh, small fortune for the Star Wars thing, but I would have loved to have the opportunity, you know. You um, and Chris, you, if you, I mean, if you're just, if you love Star Wars, there's no better experience. I mean, right. I'm just being honest. There's no better experience. It was the full, you're enveloped in that world. Nice. From the moment you get there, and it is what you make of it. Like there are absolutely, I, I would say, in it, from the people that were staying there during our stay, um, there were probably about sixty-five percent of the people were dressed up and completely immersed in it and living in the Star Wars world, doing the missions, all into it. Right. By thirty-five percent that were in jeans and tennis, you know, tennis shoes and you know, tank tops, and we're like, we have rich parents and. We don't know what we're doing here. You know, yeah. I mean? really didn't get that they were. They thought they were just going to Disney. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But but they did, and I'll I'll definitely go into detail when we talk about. But the cool thing is, if you were immersed in it in day one, people could just tail ride you while you're doing the missions. And there's like a data pad that shows you how to do missions and what missions you're getting, and they're tracking you. They know what missions you're doing. They know what you're yeah. completing, and you get like completion points for it and stuff. On day two, if you're just tailgating people. Day one, if you tailgated people into like special rooms, like the engine room and everything, they didn't care. Day two, Uh, they knew who completed the missions. And so when you started going to special missions on day two, there was someone at the door and you had to be on the guest list. Meaning if they saw you didn't do the mission and you weren't entitled to do this mission, they were like, sorry, you're not on the guest list. So you got screwed on day two for not working it on day one. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, they definitely hooked you up for being part of that immersive world. Cool. It's like and a choose your own adventure. It yeah. was exactly like it is a choose your own adventure where you are free to choose however you want to go. There's also different paths. You can either go on the rebel side, you can go on the first order imperial side, or you can try to be a smuggler. We learned pretty quickly. Obviously, I went for a smuggler. Nice. Bad path. Don't go for a smuggler ever because both sides shut you down because they don't trust you. Ah, yeah. Yeah. If you picked one or two, yeah, so I learned on day two to veer toward both, you know, and um, and it's fun because in our in our family, some people did veer toward first order, some people veered toward rebel, and some of us kind of midlined it. And by the day two, we all kind of veered toward one or the other, and yeah. so we got to do a lot of experiences, which were really cool too. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no nerdier experience than that. I mean, if you're a Star Wars nerd from beginning to end, you just lived in that world. It was absolutely insane. I'm veering so. toward the bathroom. I'll be back. All right. I think we should just leave the studio and just <laughs> yeah. edit this out. All right. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining again. We're closing off. Even Thank though it's you. <laughs> Stay here, guys. Bye, Bye guys. Great adventure runs on magic at night. Magic and music and light. Brilliant laser shows. Fireworks that glow. And a money-saving prize. Magic till midnight is a summer delight. Now only 7.95 after 4 p.m. through Labor Day.